I had my hair cut yesterday, so she always like blows it out. Yeah. So I just been. I was like, whatever. How's that? How, how long did you take off? Or how take much? Off or how much or did you take off? Can't work because I'm. Um, no, of your hair. How much of your hair? Oh, no, just like a regular. <laughs> I thought you meant like a work. Just a regular oh. trim, but oh, it looks okay. like so different, obviously, because it's straight. But I go back on my first ship tomorrow. Are you excited? Since I've been off for like six weeks. Yes, I'm fucking four. Hell yeah, good for you. How are you yeah. feeling? How are you feeling with the uh, the? Did you have surgery? Uh, surgery good. or is it like a reset or what? You want to see it? Yeah. Oh shit! Let me get closer. Oh yeah, it yeah. looks like it's healing up though. It is, and like, but I'm like, I feel like I gotta keep it covered because I don't want people to be like, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's still a little Are you raw. letting people with leprosy on this ship, yeah. <laughs> sir? We don't. We can't start this is again. Is that Frankenstein's monster? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? They had some sewn together comedian. I think it was a ventriloquist act. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Um. I go back on tomorrow. I haven't been on since the accident. Um. Yeah, and it's the same ship, which is kind of funny, but like the same company or the same ship, same like the ship. same no, serial the number. I'll be in the same cabin, probably. That ghost, <laughs> that ghost is cross. there after you. <laughs> How it's is like my blood spattered on the walls? They never cleaned it. Are you the only comedian, like on the ships? No. Is it one comic or is it like on the smaller ships, like on the regular size ships? There's two of us, and on the bigger ships, there'll be three or four, just depending. But this time I'm actually going with um, my friend Johnny Cardinale, who is the one who I've done three military tours with. Hell yeah. I, yeah, I, so I, he'll be on there. I knew That'll be fun. I knew we were going to do this. I knew we were He's just going to. all your friends too. <laughs> really? When yeah, come we got like Lamont and stuff. Oh, I was thinking about that today. I, I knew we were just going to start talking. I'm going to do this intro real quick and then okay. so we can keep rolling. Perfect. But I got. We can go back to. Oh yeah, we'll go right back to it. Pretend. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah. No, you're we'll so able. low. Your voice sounds so quiet. It, oh really? Is that just because you're delicate? Or? No, I don't know. How's that? Is that better? Can you hear that better? Uh yeah, better. Okay. All right. I think just yesterday because cousin Sally that it was so loud. Oh really? Because there were like four of them. Yeah. Well, so I have the. <laughs> Every time I record something, I have a different setup because I'm just trying to figure out how I like it. So every time I yeah. record, I have to figure out how to place everything again. And oh, that's I, interesting. Well, that's good, though. Yeah. And I had one of uh, my third episode, which was like one of the because I, I love quotes and we did the episode and the audio. You can't even listen to it. I released it as is. You can't even listen to that shit. I could barely listen to it, but just oh, the audio. No. So that's why I upgraded all my stuff. So the sound's a lot better now. So, but. Good. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to do this intro real quick. Fancy, do it. Welcome back to the Whatever We Want It To Be podcast. <laughs> Today, we are joined by the Crank Yankin, Heart of the City alumni. Somehow has a damn TED Talk that I didn't know about, which is very, very good that I watched. Please welcome Jill Kimmel. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you today? Oh, the crowd's going wild. 
<laughs> I just got buttons, so I'm still getting used to using them. Welcome to the show. I know we already started hanging out and talking and everything because I assumed we were going to do that. Uh, so we just yeah. threw that intro in, and we're, I'm not even going to edit that. We're just going to let that play as is. Perfect. <laughs> so going back, we were discussing your tours on the cruise and the dude that also met <laughs> my friends with you, which is amazing, and I was thinking about that today, too. Such a wild, I mean, honestly, like this world is so, if you, I find that I meet so many people everywhere I go. And I think it's because I'm so used to just talking to anybody. And I really feel like more people are always like, wow, you meet so many people, like so many coincidences everywhere you are. I'm like, I think it's just because I'm willing to like strike up a conversation and talk to somebody. And then the next thing you know, a lot of the times people they're like oh i know so and so i'm like i know that person yeah and it's it's a beautiful oh good my second military tour that i did that i was in italy i was on a base and these kids were and they were kids i i mean they were you know 19. yeah and they were like playing pool or whatever and we were just talking with them and you know just getting to know them and they um they're like, oh, where are you from? And we asked where they were from. And one of the kids was from Arizona. And I said, oh, I'm from Arizona. Where'd you go to high school? Because obviously he had like graduated 11 minutes before. Yeah. And uh, and he's like, oh, I went to Mesa High School. And I was like, oh, my um, stepson went there. And he's like, what's his name? And I tell him his name. He's like, I've been good friends with him since like third grade. <laughs> I was like, you got to be kidding. Yes. Like that's the what small- happens all the time. I think if people just kind of... But you had a friend who was on a military base that I was on. Yes. And you did something very cute. Tell them what you did. My buddy Lamont, uh, <laughs> he was at the base that Joel was touring, and I had him. What base was that? Lake Etnique? Or Spain Kong? Okay, Lake Etnique. And my buddy I was think. stationed there. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was. But my buddy was stationed there who I was in Korea with, who actually uh, did some comedy shows with me in Korea, did his first ever set, which was really cool to be, be around. Uh, but he took pictures of Jill and then sent them to me. And then I sent them to her. And she was just like, was what like, the, what is going on right now? How do, like, how do you, you have? Am I being watched? And then the funny thing about that is a couple years later, I was on another tour at an undisclosed location. Yeah. And he was there. Lamar I was? saw him sitting at the mess hall <laughs> and I went up to him and he couldn't talk. He had to go to work. He didn't have time. So I just yeah. saw him for like 10 seconds. Like, but so, random. so, but you met another one of my friends, Max and the firefighter. Yes. So that was at another tour. So me, him and Lamont. That was at that one that Lamont was at. Okay. That second one. So yeah. we were all three in Korea together. And then for two, it was like two or three years in a row. They would go to, they would go to the golf tournament in Arizona that I work and they would be in the stands on the hole that I worked. And I would just wave to them from the stands. So cool. Uh, funny, funny story about Lamont real quick. I, I just doing this episode with you. I was thinking about all this stuff today. So just a funny story with Lamont. He came to visit me when I was stationed in North Carolina a few years ago. And we just went out and just got shit faced, just super drunk. And I woke up the next what? day. That's shocking. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. <laughs> I woke up the next day and he had left already. And on my chest was a paper towel that just said, bye, you simple bitch, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> That, so that paper towel is framed hanging in my bar right now. Like I have that a, is perfect. See, that's that's the those are the kind of friendships that'll last your lifetime. Yes, and that's who you meet yeah. when you do all this stuff and you go on all these travels and you do cool shit like uh, yep. headlining Jimmy Kimmel's Comedy Club in Las Vegas June 9th through eleventh. Congratulations oh, on look that! Oh, you how you spun that in there? Yeah, 
That's you got to nice. promote your people. Yes, man, I will dude. be in Vegas if anyone's there. Oh, you know what's funny though? Um, speaking of these military tours and meeting people, I was on a ship in January. And um, I guess if your listeners don't know, I work cruise ships, like I do comedy on there. But um, yep. I was on a ship in January and it was like just like a four night cruise. And these four guys were in the audience at several of the shows and I was just tormenting them the whole time. And it was really fun. They were really good sports. And the last night I was sitting out on the like pool deck with one of the ladies I had met and one of them came around and he was like, I'm so glad I ran into you. I was looking for you. And I was like, what? <laughs> and um, he was like, you really, you said you did military tours. I really feel like you look familiar. I feel like I know you. He said, where have you gone? I was like, I've probably been to more bases than you have because yeah, you when we get been. sent on a tour, they send us to like seven or eight bases sometimes. So he started naming off the bases he had been at. And he said, one of them was Egypt. And I was like, Sharm al-Sheikh? And he was like, yes. I said, Christmas Eve. He was like, yes. This guy I met on a base in Egypt on Christmas Eve like seven years ago. And he was like, I just feel like you're familiar. He's probably telling all the same jokes, but that's besides the point. (laughs) Yeah, that's how you know. You're like, shit, seven years ago? I think I was doing this 15. (laughs) I think I was doing it. Speaking of writing, though, for your TED Talk, I wanted to bring up, I was literally having this conversation the other day with a friend about being better under looming deadlines and under pressure. To the point, to explain how good I am at that, I literally finished your TED Talk seven minutes before this meeting started. Oh, well, I finished writing my TED Talk an hour before I had to deliver it. I know, that's why. And then I had to memorize it after finishing writing it. That's that's why I brought it up, because you said that during it. But my favorite part about it was when you told the TED Talk people, would it kill you to get a teleprompter? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, like, why do we have to memorize this? You know, like, (laughs) comedy's hard enough. And most people don't have their sets, like, memorize. I mean, you know, if you're going to memorize it, it's going to be like, because you're doing five minutes clean somewhere and it has to make sense and flow together and you can't curse, you know? Oh yeah. But like me, especially I'm all over the place. I was like, this is, not, I mean, it really, and there was no reason for them to not have a tell. They just don't have one. It's maybe it's yeah. part of the, you need to prove you know, it. You need to prove you, that you're <laughs> right, good enough exactly. to be here. <laughs> uh, how was that? How was that experience? Like what, how does, so it I don't, I don't even great. know how you get, so how do you, how do you get who books that? I guess is what I'm asking. So who books that? The, <laughs> the eternal question: Who books that? Um, someone reached out to me. There was some guy, and I think he. It was a TEDx talk, so it was at one of the universities. Okay. And it was at the um, University of Illinois at Champaign Urbana. So it was that university and it was so like you fly into Chicago and you take like a 20 minute flight over to Champaign, Illinois. That's where the university is. And um, he was just, I don't know. I think they were doing, they had the TEDx talk set up that was going to come and that he was in charge of finding people for it. And I guess he had different like categories of types of people like comedians or architects. I don't know. He had like different categories of people. And somehow or another, he came across me. And the topic they were doing was roots. And so for whatever reason, he he liked me and just booked me for it. And he said, and they get, so some TED Talks, you do your own thing. Like you go, I'm an expert on this and I'll, I'm going to talk about it. But for this one, they gave you the topic. 
And oh. I think that's what like the, the X so, is. So the you write, a, yeah, you write around the topic, yeah. not provide your own. Interesting though, because you could do whatever you wanted, but also how, how much could you like, how many different angles could there be? Yeah. But I mean, I could have talked about like my hair roots. I could have talked about roots <laughs> in a plant. I get, you know what I mean? Like yeah. roots, the it's, mini series by Alex Haley. Like I, I guess. But I talked about if you roots. Have, if, um, yeah, if you had like you can never truly embrace roots. your roots until you run from them was my like uh, oh, title. Yeah. I lo- I thought it was very good in the way you tied it all together. I thought it was like seriously very good. Thank you. You're very, very much. welcome. It's good to see. Oh, and also it was good to see Eliza. Uh, in the beginning, you showed me Eliza the bear, and I was oh, gonna say was- <laughs> Eliza, not after Scherzinger, after. Hamilton. <laughs> yes. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, Jill and I uh, a couple years ago recently or discovered that we were huge Hamilton fans. A year that, ago. It was it, a year ago. It was a year ago. It was when you were here last year. I'm actually right now in That's the right. office where you stayed when you were here. That's right. And then we, I think that was, uh, we had a few drinks and then woke up the next day. It was like, oh shit, we bought Hamilton tickets. You said, <laughs> oh shit, I bought Hamilton tickets last night. <laughs> And we were very excited. It was one of the few <laughs> drunken, like, whoopsies that turned out to be a very good choice. Yeah. And so when I got injured and broke my collarbone a few months ago, Corey sent me this very cute Get Well Bear, which even has a little sling around her arms. And we named her Eliza in honor of Hamilton. I, I will say I had to find a bear that had the same injured side that you had which is so funny that you did that because you really nailed it well because you you accidentally well i didn't realize that's what i was looking for but then you were like and now i have to use my left hand and i was like oh (laughs) like now now i i appreciate it you were good you're a good one only one other person besides my brother said well like my cousins all came over and brought me like flowers and gifts and stuff but um my brother sent me like four hundred dollars worth of food the first day i got out of the hospital amazing you sent me that, and only one other person sent me anything. Adam Ray sent me like a bunch of food the other day, but it was I funny love that because food. I didn't, I didn't tell him this because I didn't want to like seem ungrateful. But he texted me on a Sunday, and he goes, "Hey, he's like texting me." I mean, we're friends, like you and I are friends. Like it wouldn't be weird for him to text me. I wouldn't yeah. be like, "Why is he texting me?" You yeah, know, out of nowhere. But, but we're not friends, like hey can i come stay at your house friends like but he texted me on a sunday and he's like hey what's your address and i said why are you stopping by and he said i'm gonna send you something so i was like okay and i was thinking maybe he was gonna maybe he had like new merch or something i didn't know and friday five days later he texts me and goes lunch is on the way and i was like (laughs) I'm literally at the airport. <laughs> Nobody's there to but get it. Luckily, I was just landing, coming home from Vegas. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, Postmates was on its way. I live half an hour from the Burbank airport. I'm like racing home. The guy's texting me. I'm like giving him my gate like, code. That's your like, door. <laughs> it's, I could have been not home. Yeah. Like I was in Vegas. Like and, so and it was a cruise funny, comic. You you do cruises. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he knew I wasn't on a cruise because I was injured. But also, oh, yeah, that's right. that's a good point. I mean, before I sent, and he spent a lot of money. I mean, post paints he spent, bought way too much food in the first place. Luckily, I had my daughter here and her friend and stuff. But um, Postmates is expensive. He probably spent like a hundred dollars on that. Yeah, and that would have sucked if I wasn't home. Thankfully, just rotted. 
rotted food. You said maybe you had new merch. Step up your game because that's some bullshit. You said maybe you had new merch. Do you get merch sent to you a lot from like other comedians? Is that a thing? I I was like, oh, is that a thing? No. Yes, I'm an influencer. I was like, I don't know anything about comedy, man. I didn't know you were supposed to be doing that. I just thought maybe he was being nice or something because he knew I was injured and just laid up at home. You know, I didn't know. And he was just being nice, but he sent me food. (laughs) The sandwich would have not rotted had it been sitting outside for two days. Speaking of rotting. (laughs) Speaking of rotting. Speaking of disgusting. No, speaking of buying people food, though, a little quick story about how sweet and amazing Jill is. Uh, years ago, years like what, eleven years ago, ten years ago, I had posted. I was a poor staff sergeant with two 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 young children. I don't know; they're like seven or eight at the time. Nine. They're they're adults now. But I posted about being broke, and then Jill messaged me and was like, "What's your address? I'm updating <laughs> my book." And I was like, "Oh, that's man. She's responsible. She's updating an address book. <laughs> like, oh man, who does who does that at six o'clock on a Friday night?" And then, like thirty minutes later, pizza came to my house for me and my kids, and that was a very amazing. And I was like, "Oh, that's so sweet." <laughs> so I was you. grooming you. <laughs> <laughs> I took care of you. I took care of you and your kids. <laughs> I was Don't like, you Hello, forget? Do they need a new stepmother? <laughs> <laughs> I've done this before. I'm really good at it. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been raising other people's kids. Yeah, <laughs> very good at it. So how long before we get into the episode stuff? How how uh, long is your recovery? Are you like good now? You can use your I arm. I can't fully use it. Um, I can use it to enough. I can do my hair. I can put my. I can. I figured out the fun thing about being injured is that it makes you be creative, right? Like necessity is the mo- or necessity is the mother of invention, right? That's what oh. they say. If you need something, I didn't know they said you're that, more likely like to invent. So I figured out yes. things like, so you need two hands to put your hair in a ponytail, right? I don't, obviously you wouldn't know that, but you need two hands. And if you're, you know, T-Rex arms like me right now, cause this, this arm is injured, <laughs> you can't do that. But what I figured out because I can use my arm partially, you rest your elbow on a hard surface and then you're able Ah, to do it innovation so like, that, like little things like That's that the... I, did. I was like trying to shave my armpits but like i can't lift my arm oh, very yeah. high like put it down keep going down like i can lift it maybe six inches away from my body oh. so like but if i lean it on the handle of the shower door and step back a few inches then i can do it then it like stretches it. it out yeah it's like the ligaments that you need to do it on your own are still struggling and recovering. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. And then you got to figure, you got to figure it out. It's the uh, hard times make strong people, strong people make easy that, times, easy times make weak people, weak people make hard times. It all, is, it's all cyclical. That what the military says? No, I, I heard that from somewhere. I don't know where half the shit I say comes from, but I heard it somewhere before, but it's the same because it's a, it's a hard time, right? So you got to figure it out. You got to get past it yeah. and then you, and then you're better for it. In the yeah. end. And it's good because it's like, Oh, okay, I can do. And I even told my orthopedic surgeon that I was like, by the way, if you have any patients in here that come in that are, you know, still in the beginning stages of getting it all figured out, um, you can tell them this. And he was like, Oh, that's actually pretty cool. Like he didn't even know about it. Yeah. The worst part is, I got the injury on a Friday and I had to wait three weeks before everything was lined up for the surgery. Oh, so you just had to let it be just, I just, I just had to sit at home. Oh yeah. I couldn't, I had to cancel like 
I had to cancel three weeks worth of sailings. It was like a one, it was like a four day and then like a 14 day. So it was like almost three weeks. And then like a week in Arizona, yeah. I had to cancel just a bunch. I lost a ton of money because of it. Everyone's like, workman's cop. I'm like, oh, it's cute how you think Pro- comedians get any of that. Yeah, probably not for this. <laughs> probably no. not for my life. But so that was annoying. And then, you know, so then it's three weeks. Then you get the surgery. And now it's been another three weeks since the surgery. Okay. So it'll be another three weeks till allegedly I'm fully healed. All right. But I'm doing my exercises and stuff. I want it to be sooner good. than that. Yeah, good. That's how you get it through. I just had my guest last week. We had Tim on and he had just had uh, a surgery and he was talking about the exercises, doing it and movement and walking and how it's important for the health. It's so annoying. Yeah. It's annoying. Oh, I bet. I've been the pretty worst lucky. Part is the dumb sling because like you can't even wear cute shirts and I can't wear a good <laughs> bra to hold my knockers up because I have the incision right on my clavicle line. So if you have a bra in there, it's like pushing down and it hurts. Oh, yeah. So I'm free balling and they're like, give me black <laughs> eyes all over town. It's ridiculous. Free balling just nips to the face. <laughs> all right. Are we allowed to talk like that in this podcast? You Are there talk- children in the room? No, you can talk about whatever you want. Okay, on the whatever we want it to be podcast please follow on instagram at www.itb podcast not at shit www.itb podcast <laughs> so Perfect. the basis of the show uh is i guess is usually it's kind of i titled it that because i just didn't know what i wanted to do and i didn't want to limit myself to anything so it's literally whatever we want but the main basis is i take topics or subjects and i just research them and then i kind of explain them either by myself or to guests. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been okay. It's been fun. It's been uh, the first few episodes. Cause I did, it was some more serious topics that I took way too serious when I was researching, like as I should, but then it kind of fucked with me a little bit. So I'm trying like to Holocaust or something. <laughs> I did uh, white crime statistics uh, with day with day peace. He was the guest oh, for that. Day. And then I did gas oh. prices during when everybody was super, like super, super upset about gas prices. That was my first episode. Oh, really? So it was like stuff like that. So upset about it that they spent money to get stickers made of Joe Biden (laughs) saying, I did that. And then they went around and put them. Wow, you're so clever. One of my favorite things I saw was I don't even look at gas prices. What the fuck I'm going to do? Or what the fuck I'm going to do? Not get gas. (laughs) Like I fucking have to get the gas. It doesn't matter how much it is. Well, the funny thing about that is I posted on. um, Remember when people were all upset about the price of eggs? And everyone oh, yeah. was going on and on yeah, about yeah, yeah. eggs and how expensive they were and blah, blah, blah. Well, I posted and said, exactly how many eggs are you people eating that an extra $3 a carton is breaking your bank? And do you know that I had a longtime family friend that I've known since I was like five years old write to me. She texted me this long, humongous text that started with, it's with a heavy heart that I find myself writing this. And I was like, it was 6 a.m. I was on my way to the airport and she just went on about how inconsiderate could I be because their son is diabetic and eats a lot of eggs. So it is costing them a lot of money. Like, I was like, okay. So I wrote back, well, guess what? It's with a heavy heart that I have to find out that my friend of 50 years doesn't get it when a professional comedian is making a joke. I was like, yeah, so pissed off by that. And obviously it's so in their own shit that they can't see. 
my cousin yeah. owns a bakery. It's obviously not so about you or your son. She's spending a grip on eggs, right? And yeah. they and she and her husband thought it was a funny post. Yeah, for one. So people don't get if you're making a joke and there's the outlier of, say, the person who eats a lot of eggs because of the diabetes. Obviously, that joke's not about you. It's not right. about you. It's about the fact right. that everybody's freaking angry about every fucking thing. Right. Yeah. And then the funniest part was she told me how inconsiderate I was. And I said... You know, I went through a terrible breakup two years ago, and I never heard one word from you. So who's inconsiderate now? Yeah. And she wrote back and said, well, I actually didn't know about that because I unfollowed you. (laughs) (laughs) She unfollowed me during the whole Trump season of time. Apparently, I had said something nasty about Trump that she didn't care for. So, you know. Yeah. The garbage takes I, itself out, I guess. I had, so I didn't during the whole Trump, and I talked about it on the last episode, but I didn't say shit on, on social media when I was in the military about anything. So I just watched. Right. I didn't delete anybody unless they got like super, just super shitty where everything was hateful, but I just watched. I observed everybody. To the point, I watched this dude when the Charlottesville march happened with all the tiki torches and shit. This dude posted a meme that said, what, what? What if I, it was the Morpheus meme from fucking Matrix? And it was like, what if I told you that you could disagree with what they stand for, but still fight for their right to say it or some shit about the fucking Nazi dudes, right? And yeah. I just fucking, for, I, I do, we, we did talk about that one. But either way, fast forward to last year after I retired and I was kind of venting a little bit on Facebook. And I said, and I don't know if it was this post, but we did argue about the Dr. Seuss thing because wow, were people upset about Dr. Seuss. But yeah. I posted. Wild. I said, when, I said, 100 years from now, when they research the first generations of humans to have the internet, they'll find that an overwhelmingly large amount of human or adults uh, cyberbullied a 15-year-old girl who was trying to save the earth. And, <laughs> and then a few weeks late, later, I saw him on the People I May Know list. And I was like, we were friends. <laughs> you were my fucking supervisor in the fucking military. And you unfriended me because, and I didn't even say anything about... I, so I made a point. I don't talk about Democrats or Republicans. I say a right. fa- a, an act that human beings do that I disagree with, whatever side they right. fall on. Perfect. Well, the fuck they fall on. And boy, right. it's like right now, like he's I like, just tweeted today. I was like, the worst part of admitting the worst part of telling everyone that you're boycotting Bud Light is admitting to everyone that you actually drank Bud Light. <laughs> I did see I did see uh, an airman I used to be stationed with who transitioned uh, is a woman uh, posted a picture before the transition in uniform and then after the transition and said you see what happens after one sip of Bud Light <laughs> fucking <fast. laughs> what a great yeah. personality okay, yeah I love that I'll That's share that I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'll look it up and then I'll share it so you can see it or I'll like tag oh, that it or whatever great yeah. I love it. <laughs> So uh, about the episode and the podcast and shit. So what I want to do with you as a guest, because we're, I mean, we're, we're probably just going to be talking about random things anyway, was I didn't want a super in-depth topic. So I took, oh, so the other point of the show is people can write me and email me or message me ideas for the show that they're interested in, and then I'll research and explain it. Oh, good. So we're going to yeah. do a couple of those of these Great. are from people. So it's two, like, ones that were, like, actually kind of research and discuss, and then one the first one, and I'm going to be telling a story about last time me, you, and Ruben, uh, one, our mutual, one of our mutual besties, but my best friend. Yeah, <laughs> uh, your if I say, I think I said one of my best friends one time, and he was like, what the fuck you mean one? <laughs> one one of. of? Yeah, what you mean one of? <laughs> He's so funny. But <laughs> one of the suggestions, and I don't know, how, I'm going to have to uh, talk to an individual. One of the suggestions was because of, like, I've 
people who've known me for a long time know I like the hip hop culture and I listen to rap music and all that. But as a stand-up comedian, they're also in uh, they're in the improv and they're trying to figure out if I could research and find some tie with improv to hip hop and all that stuff. Either way, I wasn't sure the tie in, but I did remember when we all hung out this past year in Arizona after you had a corporate show and then we all met at Copper Blues and then we walked in. So I'm going to tell this story. This is who then when, when Jill says she's good at just talking to people and knowing people, listen, listen to this. Okay. We walk into this place, uh, Actually, let me tell you, 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 you do more interviews than I do and all that. Is it, can you just say, like, is it cool to just be like Copper Blues? Like, absolutely. Like, I'm Unless not, you're talking bad about them. Well, which I would never be doing. Them, they're not going to care for that. Yeah. But yeah, if you're just saying where we were, you're not like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my issues. No, I, I know, no, I know that. But like, one of my issues, especially since retiring, people's names and names of businesses. Like I, it's, it, it, it's like OPSEC, you know what I mean? Like yes, it's in my and head. I feel that cause you're always very on alert still. Yeah. That kind of thing. But I mean, names, I can understand you not wanting to say a last name. Yeah. So I don't say, reason. yeah, I don't do last names. But if you're not talking bad, go for it. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. They like it. Yeah. I, that's what I assume. Like who would, yeah. Who would Thursday wouldn't? night, Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's one of my weird things where it's like, who would be mad at that? If I'm like, it's yeah, it's not weird. It's considerate, and oh, unlike okay. me, you are considerate. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I do try. <laughs> but so we walk in, and she knows the band. I don't know the band's name. Do you know? You know the band's name? Yeah, the Instant Classics. The Instant Classics. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. So they're, yeah, they're, a, they're they're like the greatest cover band, and they perform every Thursday night live band karaoke at. Actually, is that what this we did? A, not a Thursday. No, this was no. This they was were performing, and they, were, and they Saturday, did they it. They were just performing. Yeah, and then night. they did yeah. this. So we walk in, and I swear, within two minutes, we walk in. Jill walks to the front of the place, points at I think it was the lead singer of the band, who points yeah. back at Jill, waves to her for her to come on stage. She goes <laughs> on stage, and then I need you to understand that this is a live band. Where, where right. are you singing? Uh, Want a man? Um, did I do what a man or did I do it's tricky? Oh, hold on. What a man. Oh my god. You have it all video. I'm that, that is Jill getting called up on man, stage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, within two minutes, we're not talking to anybody, two points and a wave on stage. And then the live band played that damn song and you sang it. And me and Ruben were like, who are, who, what is happening right now? To the point, Jill, when we came to LA with you and we were just walking into shows and they're like, Hey, lifting ropes and letting us in. I was like, who is this person that we're with? This is awesome. <laughs> do you not know by now? Come yeah. on now. Hey, do you know the world I live in? Like you said, you had to take off. You had to take off comedy shows, and you lost a lot of money. If I took off comedy shows, I'd be fine. <laughs> like that's not. <laughs> I'd yeah, be better. I'd have more. Spent I'd have your more. entire life in the military, and yeah. you're like you're retired. But so I, I would have more money. Like, I'm down. I'm down twelve yeah, grand since I started comedy. Financially, I re- I rely on these morons from Middle America laughing at my dumb jokes. So yes, well, I you know here's the thing: if you wore your uniform. I bet you'd get a lot of ropes lifted for you. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, Are you allowed to wear it after you retire? 
Um, so I think the rule of the Air Force just changed that you can now wear uh, your uniform. So, you, no, well, yes, you can wear it. But uh, before, I think you had to stay within regs of the military. So I wouldn't be able to wear it with a beard. But oh, I okay. think, and I haven't researched this because I did. Re- I retired, and I did my retirement ceremony in my backyard. I had full service dress and a beard, but I didn't do like a big thing. Kind of, it was just like the people I wanted to be at my retirement, like military wise and everything. Uh, right. So I think you can now with like facial hair. But well, that's great. Yeah, that's really good. I didn't know if it was like, oh, you're not allowed to wear it once you're retired. That's it. Oh no, no. I mean, there wouldn't really. I don't think be a reason unless it was maybe just a ceremony or. Anything like I don't see why I would ever like I wouldn't go out but on like Veterans if you got Day. Married or something like if you weren't married and you were gonna get married. Oh uh, like, yeah, no, you could wear you could yeah, I could wear it for that for sure. Yeah, to yeah. a friend's funeral. Yeah. Who was in the military? I think okay. so. I, man, let me look. Yeah, that's one next, of my questions. Join us next week on the that. podcast and we discuss military regulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How exciting! <laughs> oh yeah. So topics. So the first topic. Uh, as I was researching, I think I realized they might've been, uh, well, I don't know. We'll just go through it. So this is just basically how basic search algorithms work. So what they compile and then what you see, you know what I mean? Or I'd like how you, know. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Sweet. Because, okay, cool. I, I didn't you know, know sometimes either. Sometimes you're like, you go to look up somebody on Facebook and you're like, are we even still friends? And you yeah. see them and you're like, oh, maybe they must not post. And you look, you're like, no, they post. I just don't see their stuff anymore. I'm curious about that as well. Cause I, yeah, I feel like I don't see, well, I guess, well, people can put you in different like categories, right? Like see they everything can, for sure. But like, if you go to you your, pa- their page and you see that they've been posting, I mean, that means that you weren't blocked from seeing anything. It's just for whatever reason, the algorithm yeah. didn't show it to you. Oh yeah. Shit. No, that makes Which sense. Is, crappy because i've had sometimes where someone that i really liked like got married or they lost their mom or something that you would have said something to them but you yeah. didn't know because it never came up i never even thought about that i just i think i just assumed that i was in a category where they only see certain things that you know what i mean like yeah because you can do like they're a comedian or like work friends right or, oh that makes sense which do, do you do that do you like separate comedians on social media? No, I used to when Facebook first started. Oh. I thought that would oh. be a good idea because there'd be some things that, but I find now there's so many groups that you could just go to the group of oh, yeah. comedians. I'm in. Or just write comedians, blah, 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 blah <laughs> yeah. on your post. Also, there's just so many friends now. You know, I mean, yeah, anyone's been on to... Facebook for more than 10 minutes, especially oh, yeah. as a comic. I mean, I uh, have probably percent of my friends I've never met, you know. I don't know who half the people are, but I'm like cool with them. Like, what? if I saw him, I'd be like, what's up? But it's like, I don't, I, would, I wouldn't recognize you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so the, the key factors, some of the key factors for the results, uh, to give you the most useful information, uh, the search algorithms look at many factors and signals, including the words of your query, relevance and usability of pages, expertise of sources, and your locations and settings. So the meaning of your core. I haven't done this in a long time to actually explaining when because the last episode I did we just got high and then just talked about bullshit. It was the dudes. I was so, like, I will be happy to crack out a high moon. Yeah. yeah, you oh, we can you, you can come on whenever. Time. No. It's just so because I always had a point and I was always like discussing it, but I took like six months off and then we did that. So it's weird getting back in the vibe of 
And now we're Try taking a bunch of time off comedy. I went and did a show Monday night for a group of people celebrating Passover. Uh, how was that? So it had to be super clean, first of all, because there were children there. Oh, yeah. And also, it's a bunch of people who are kosher, you know, Orthodox Jews. Yeah, yeah. So they also do not want to hear dirty comedy for the most part. And so we were told, you know, keep it clean. But... um it was like, first of all, hard enough to do clean comedy for me. Yeah. Secondly, I hadn't performed in like a month. And I, I went yeah. and there was so much crowd work. I, I, was just, like just, I, I just did. So correct me if I'm wrong. So I was literally like, so is Passover more important than Rosh Hashanah? Like, which one's the big how, one? How many candles like, is it? How many candles is it? I was it? like, so for like Catholics, like Easter is actually more important than Christmas. So for you guys, oh, Rosh Hashanah is bigger than Passover. Okay. So I was like yeah. pulling at any straw. And they really liked me. I think they were just happy I wasn't dirty because they said that a lot of people came up to me and said the night before they had a comic who was dirty. Oh, yeah. And they were not happy. And about half of the people left. Yeah, yeah. So I think they were just relieved that I wasn't dirty. Like, oh, so she they followed the rules. Didn't really think about the fact yeah. that I was. Oh, like I wore a long flowy skirt and sneakers and I had like this flowy like cape thing on to cover like my my um sling and whatever and you know my hair is very curly and I was like I was like I could pass for one of you guys right <laughs> like I was because they all, all the women had on like long flowy skirts and sneakers and the curly where, hair where do you first and tell I, me when you first mentioned Passover in my head I was like I know she's Catholic but then I was like kind of like it is she? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I even said that to them. I was like, I, I think I got hired for this gig because they thought I was Jewish. I'm like, the last name, the hair, and I'm very good looking. Yeah. Obviously. Beautiful. They you know, <laughs> yeah. to flatter them a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's fun. That's good. That's cool. <laughs> I do it. So, my query, go ahead, run your yeah. query. Tell me about the definition of a query. Uh, the the a definition of a query or a query? Or whatever you're going to say. <laughs> Uh, so to return relevant results, we need to first establish what you're looking for, the intent behind your query. To, this, to do this, we build language models to try to decipher how relatively few words you enter into the search box match up to the most useful content available. So instead of, I guess it's like, instead of me searching, say if I was looking for your TED Talk, I wouldn't search video of Jill Kimmel uh, during her TED Talk at this place. I would just do Jill Kimmel TED Talk. You know okay, I mean? so that's because sometimes when I'm searching something like literally earlier today when I was doing my taxes, um, one of the searches that I made was because I was also doing my daughter's taxes, who her main residence technically is California, where I live. Yeah. But she goes to school in New York. So obviously she lives there because she has a place there. But is she a resident? She's a yeah. student but she worked there. So I Googled if I live in California, but I go to school in New York and work in New York, do I have to file state taxes in California? <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. But also sometimes you have to do that. Cause if I just Googled like state taxes, New York, yeah. or California, it, it wouldn't be or, your actual question. Right. So I like to get, as you know, very wordy with things. The and, verboseness. And then if that's not working, I'll take some things out. <laughs> yeah. But that's what that's in what we life, deal with. That's hard to do. That's what we deal with in the military a lot. And I'm sure you heard stories, but I'm from Virginia, had an Arizona license, and I'm filing my taxes in North Carolina. 
You know what I mean? Right. Like it's like where the there hell you were you and what did you do? And what what they say? That's when you just like give it up and go. Yeah, to, like, you get waived. Military, bond. you get waived for a bunch of stuff whenever it's just like Oh good. You're like where it's so like some places depending on where you live or it's where you're from. So if I as like a Virginia resident I don't have to pay tax on my car in a, in like Arizona or it was something weird that you got like waived from having to do it just because it'd be, I, it's probably just a difficult thing. And they're like, I don't feel like dealing with this shit. So don't worry about it. No, it's, I think it's probably one of the perks you get for being oh, in yeah. the military. And there is, I mean, there definitely is perks. Yeah. There's like some perks, but not, not enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> So the query, uh, this involves steps as seemingly simple as recognizing and correcting spelling mistakes and extends to trying, to trying our sophisticated synonym system that allows us to find relevant documents, even if they don't contain the exact words you use. So they actually serve. Oh, so okay. like the, did you mean, like, did you mean this? I like the, did you mean? Yeah. It helps me yeah. a lot. Yeah. Especially if you're like in a rush. Cause so I do. So I, I man, I've been talking about a lot of things lately, but like, I want to say it was like 12, 13 years ago. I started trying to learn one thing new every day. And then now it's like just a thing, but it's not always something. So a lot of the time, so it'd be like, uh, I forgot what word I looked up today, but I'd use a word in a sentence and I was like, Oh, uncouth. Uh, and then I was like, wait, am I using that right? And then I looked at it. So I, I'm always searching words, like Were the definition. Right? Oh yeah. I don't use shit wrong. Cause I always I look it up. About that word. <laughs> oh yeah. My cousin Sal was in junior high and he said something, who knows? He's not a dirty person. He doesn't like really curse. Uh-huh. I mean, he'll curse, but not really. And he also isn't like dirty sexually, but he's just very irreverent and says crazy things. So yeah, he yeah. was saying something outlandish in school, in junior high. And the teacher said to him, Sal, you have, you, what'd she say? You have no cooth. And he looked at her and he said, listen, lady, I got the biggest cooth in this room. <laughs> Every time I heard cooth or uncouth, I think about that. I had to look up. Uh, uh, last year, I messaged a comedian about another comedian and was like, hey, I've seen that this person perform. They're good. Like, are they like consistently good? And the individual responded like, they're a bit irreverent. But and then they continued. And I was like, what the fuck does irreverent mean? And I had to look it up. And now I know what it means. And it means uncouth. No, it does not mean that. It means like things that you would normally revere, like God. Making fun of things that society usually takes serious. Motherhood. Yeah. They're like a little shitty toward. Yeah, yeah. A little tongue in cheek talking shit about things that we hold in high regard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. You Uh, guys don't realize who you're dealing with. You guys think Corey's just this like military, like yes sir yes sir person but he there's a lot of layers you like an onion what do you mean i appreciate it i'll take it so many layers to you you (laughs) surprise me almost every time i speak to you really you're so much nicer than most and this is nothing to do with military you're so much nicer than most i don't even want to say most men but most people that i know you're so much nicer you're a good listener you remember things you're funny you have a good sense oh of humor God. where you like you're a good audience. You laugh when people are saying things and you love Hamilton, which just the layers of you, the layers, like you Thank have you so layers much. to you. I really yeah, appreciate like, that. You've got a soft nougat center or something. <laughs> it's just, you're, I hope people really do listen to your podcast and listen every week and just really get to know you because 
I feel like you're one of the people that I've gotten to know through comedy I, I that I like really dig. Like, do you know how many other people have asked me to do their podcasts that I'm like, really? Under no well, I hate doing them. <laughs> so I'm but always, like, I've always been scared to ask you things to like, not scared, not scared, but like, like nervous. Like you're so like, oh, is she busy. Yeah, like you got shit going on. Now you want to come do my podcast for free? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but you got shit going on. Years ago, years ago in Arizona, I remember uh, comedy night. It was one of the comedy nights at Tosos, and whoever ran it back then uh, gave me a night that I got to book. And I booked a lineup, and you messaged me, and you're like, "Why didn't you hit me up about your show?" And I was like, "I honestly thought you were too big to do it. Like, I thought I I thought I would be insulting you to ask you." If you and then, I, but because we're friends, then I would feel bad that you would feel pressured to do it like you're on this podcast. <laughs> like, you're just <laughs> no, well, like, Jesus Christ, I told him we were friends. We saw Hamilton together. I might as well the do it. The funny thing about that is, though, that is, see, that's part of your like layers of sh shocking or surprising layers that you would think about that enough, not like, oh, yeah, like Boomer, a mutual friend of ours. I love him to death. But he's con he texted me last week or a couple weeks ago. So you know Matt Reif, that comedian that's yeah. like yeah. young guy, I, I get, really good looking. People send me his clips all blowing the through time. the roof right yeah. now. Good for him. Nice guy. He's I've funny. Done, like yeah, very funny. I've done a couple of shows with him, um, and he's very nice. But um, Boomer texted me. He's like, "Hey, uh, I got a high roller buddy who really loves Matt Reif." <laughs> Think you could, and but the tickets are all sold out at Santa Blythe. Think you could, you know, hook him up. First of all, I don't care that your buddy's a high roller. If you said he was like a cancer victim, that yeah. I would care it's about. It's still like, no, but yeah. And I was like, I mean, we're friendly in the way that, like, if I messaged him, it wouldn't be weird. But also, we're not friendly enough that I would be like, it, can I get tickets to your sold out? And, show? and not even tickets for you. It's third party. Well, like for fourth party. It's fourth party. Boomer, yeah. Yeah. It's not even for your, like your long-term like, friend. My kid loves him. Yeah. I think about making an effort, but I also was just like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, and I also was just like, why don't you ask the guy who runs stand up live? We all know him. He's like, oh, I don't think we're on very good terms. So then he texts me a week later and he goes, so was that a hundred percent? No. on those Matt Rife tickets. And I'm like, is he trying to show out? Is he trying to be like, look what I got you? Exactly. Oh, uh, probably. But yeah. also, and just, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you would never do that, is the point. And I love oh, Boomer, yeah. but he is a pain in my ass because he does shit like that to me all the time. <laughs> really? Yes. I can't do it. It's funny that you told that story about me walking in and just getting on stage. It's not like, oh, I walk in and people are like, who's that girl? I know that band because they yeah. perform every week at that club. So when I lived in Arizona, that was one of my yeah, main They just know clubs. you just being shit faced, so fucking rocking out. <laughs> There's no other place in the world that that would happen. Yeah, so. but it did happen in that place in the world. And I was there yeah, to see it and record it and take the audio and put it on the podcast episode we're now doing. <laughs> hilarious. And it was Black great metal. to see. Oh. oh, I love it. And the next uh, step, or whatever the fuck algorithms do, is use the use usability of web pages. All right. Our systems okay. also consider the usability of content. When all things are relatively equal, content that people will find more accessible may perform better. For example, our systems would look at page experience aspects, such as if content is mobile friendly, 
so that those on mobile devices can easily view it. Similarly, they look to see if content loads quickly, also important to mobile users. So I guess if you had, so if I had like a blog that I wasn't running shit through maybe, or like you can only see this on desktop version of this OS. I don't know. I don't know how any of this works. This is just me speculating. I don't know how any of it works either. Yeah, it's very confusing. I even just let my website expire. I'm like, why do I have a website? I bought a domain. So you inspired me. You bought the Jill Kimmel domain. I did. (laughs) Yep. It's uh, Jill Kimmel, and then I'm changing my name, Corey Kimmel, Corey Kimmel Live. (laughs) Perfect. You'll still be KKK. I know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I can't get away from it. And that's so that's weird. That's funny. Whenever I t- if I tell like a story, if I'm just talking to people, and I'm like telling a story about you. I have to say Jill Kimmel because my wife's name is Jill and her last name is oh, also yeah. K. So I can't right. also because then I, I started I called you Jill K one time just to know. And I was like, my wife's also Jill K. So oh, that's funny. So then I so but then I feel like I'm fucking name dropping you like an asshole. So I'm like, yeah, my friend Jill Kimmel. Well, it's not my wife, Jill. You know what I mean? It's just weird. It's fucking weird. Just say it. The whole thing. Just say it with pride. K I M M E L. That's just like. Oh, you're quoting the TED Talk. See, I told you you remember stuff. So I teared up, actually. Uh, Oh, you did. The way you ended it, yeah. Yeah, I did. I teared I'm up not too. exaggerating. That was really hard to write, to be honest. I, so I almost asked you earlier, but I didn't want to dig too far into it and get you all emotional right before we started. No. But how much did you learn about yourself going through that? Because I'm well, huge I, on self-development, self-reflection, learning about yourself. Because yeah. then when you know about yourself, you can make decisions in real time better and you're not as stressed and you don't have as much anxiety. And then I feel yeah. like the way you talked about running from your roots, but not in, it, I'm it saying wasn't wrong. anything... I don't want to say like I learned anything, but I definitely acknowledged things that I had already assumed or suspected or was trying to ignore about okay. how I felt about things. And you'll have to listen to the TED talk yeah. to find I'm out gonna, why. I'm going to share it. I'm going to throw yeah. it on the Instagram and all that. Yeah, that would be great. I mean, the funny thing is- I didn't even know you had it. recorded it <laughs> at the school and the beginning of it was like, the first minute or so of the audio is absolutely yeah, it, horrible. It does and I correct. Was like, this is all you guys have? Like, really? Yeah, it does. But at least the rest of it was like decent, I think. Yeah, no, it, no, it, yeah, ended it, because I know, obviously, you notice it, but it corrects itself. I want to say it was, it was probably less than a minute, maybe 30 seconds. Oh, good. Yeah, I literally, like, yeah, I literally I watched know, it twice in the past like week. So it's kind of fresh. It's cute. It was fun to write. Um, I was scared to write it. I didn't know how my parents would feel if they would feel bad for me or so like, oh, you know, yeah. I didn't know how Jimmy would feel. I just, it was, there was a lot of people that I talked about it in it that I didn't know how they would feel. I didn't want anyone to feel bad. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. But so that it was just the truth, you know? Yeah. No, and, I respect um, it that. Was cathartic. Yeah, I bet. But I respect that because I have one of my issues. Ruben actually, when I was in Arizona this past year pointed out to me that I seek validation for things where if I'm not sure how somebody's going to feel like, so was a good example. Um, okay. So I started my LLC, right. And I chose this. Yeah. From you. And I, I'm going to circle back to that from how you got me to that point. But I, uh, so I had the LLC name and then once I like for, uh, form, formulated formulation date and all that shit, once all that was done yeah. either way, I saw a flyer and I was like, oh my God, my LLC, I knew it sounded fucking familiar. And my buddy has a very similar, very similar LLC. However, I'm not going to promote with it. I'm not saying the sure. name right now kind of thing, but sure. 
in 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 just reality who gives a shit nobody knows what it is it doesn't matter but when i saw it i messaged him immediately and i was like hey man i just want to let you know that this is super close and i didn't mean it and all that shit and then it clicked what ruben was telling me that i seek validation i like i was seeking that dude to be like no that's very smart of you to do see i think so too maybe that's not a good example like i thought it was no that is very good and he was appreciative of it told a joke and then you saw a video of someone who three months before had been doing something almost word for word. Yeah. You want to say to them, Hey, I just want to let you know, I have a joke like that. Or like I've done that before. I did, I did that. comics on the ship and I see they have a joke and I'll say, I just want you to know, I have a joke that's very similar. So if at some point you hear me do it, do not think I stole it from you. I don't want you to think yeah, that. Like I did that. in comedy, you have to be pretty clear. In Charlotte, I did the smart thing with my LLC. I just named it myself. There you go. It's just Jill Kilmel LLC, and you know why? Because I can't tell you how many times I've been in a green room where one of these headliners, you know, if I was like middling for them, whatever, one of these headliners will get a check from the club, and then they look at it, and then they go. It's got to be written out to my LLC. You wrote yeah. it to my name. Yeah, yeah. So I, no matter what, it'll always just say Jill Kimmel, there and then go. I could just write LLC on it if it's for my bank. Yeah, right. yeah. Missed opportunities. <laughs> my shit's confusing too. <laughs> you have to write mine in cursive. Like you have to. No, you don't really. I'll just start. Oh, it's like, wait, <laughs> no. what? How would no. people do no. that? It's in my contract. <laughs> no, I'm just fine. <laughs> in my contract, no green M and M's, and must write in cursive. <laughs> Uh, oh, I was circling back. That's right, the LLC. So when I stayed with you, uh, look, okay, I've been pretty heavily with the the weed usage for a long time now, so my recall yeah. comes and goes. But I'm learning. That's fair. I'm learning how to get it back. But also, uh, you weren't drinking while you were here, so that's true. I cool. Well, I don't drink anymore, really. I mean, at I, all. No, so not at home because uh, I was doing the vodka thing for way too long, and then uh, the weed helped me with that. So I still have, like, if I go out to shows, I'll have, like, a beer or two, but I very rarely get drunk. I mean, I, I work at a brewery now, so I'll you have do? some oh, beers wow. there. Yeah, part-time brewery. Got a show there. Produce a show there. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know you worked there part-time. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, part-time, part-time, too. It's just, it's literally, we have, like, when they need me and if I'm available because they're just super oh, okay. cool about the stand-up. So if I'm, like, I'm out of town, they're like, all right. But, oh, yes, again, look, this is how good I am at not saying shit. Jesus. Uh, when I stayed with you and I was asking you about comedy business, because so my whole comedy path, I haven't been in the business. I haven't been in clubs. I've been in South Korea taking trains to bar shows. You know what I mean? I've been I've been in the streets and the outskirts of stand-up. So I don't know shit about the business of it. And then you showed me, like, how you track your miles and all that. And this morning I had a damn meeting with like a tax professional, like my hired tax team. And I assure you, my uh, business account has $25 in it for sure. But yeah, yeah. But that's, but I'm learning all of it. Yeah. And I, cause I always believed in get ready for the next step and then step up. Don't go to the next step. And then you're scrambling to get ready. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I appreciate that. And that was from your mentorship. Let me know what your tax professionals thought of your tracking method. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the right. last thing, and the last thing for the algorithms and the search engines. And I'm going to be real clear guys, this is like from Google how search engine works. I didn't put a thousand hours of research into this because it's how fucking search engine works. You know what I mean? Just a heads up guys. <laughs> like there could be way more to this. <laughs> this this is a quick I don't think they care about any of yeah. that. I've, but that's you another one of my issues. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Fantastic stuff. Uh context and settings. 
Information such as your location, past search history, and search settings all help us to ensure your results are what is most useful and relevant for you in that moment. We use your oh. country and location to, to deliver content relevant for your area. For instance, uh, if you're in Chicago, we talk about Chicago. No shit. But yeah. So, and that's the other part is, because that, I mean, also that obviously makes sense, right? It's for the area yeah. that you're living in or that you're in and all that. Yeah. So that's how basic algorithms work. This brings us to the main, the main uh, sto- topic. Um, have you ever heard of Alice in Wonderland syndrome? I've not heard of it, but let me see if I can decide yes. what it might be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. That is perfect. She's always chasing the white rabbit. Please, please, sir. Please, Mr. Rabbit. Um, Very well done. Thank you. Um, Do you have a lot of voiceover experience? Uh, Besides yes. crank acres? Yes. How was that experience? <laughs> what do you think about Alice in Wonderland? Syndrome? It was fun because... Um, I was just because I would live in Arizona and see for them to make those calls on crank anchors, they can you can only call a state or call from a state that it's legal to record. Yes. So That's Arizona is one of those states so that it's legal to record. And the other person doesn't one person, have to know. Right. They don't have to know. So but you there's still some states you can't record at all, like California and some, so. I was just, I was living in Arizona, so I was the one placing the calls. That was like how we did it. And it was a call with Jim Florentine we were doing, and they wanted him to call back. And um, they're like, oh, and the the segment producer, my brother, my little brother, Jonathan, <laughs> was like, he's the showrunner for it. So he was running it. And he was like, Jill, you hop on and act like you're his girlfriend. And I was like, okay. So I just like hopped on and did that. And that was awesome. That's cool. Let's see. God, I can't even imagine. Like. Alice, so, Alice in Wonderland. She's goes down the rabbit hole. She's always chasing the rabbit. She's looking for something. She's always trying things. I honestly can't even figure it out. I wish I could, and I wish I could just Google it right now. All right. So a little, a little backstory. I'm gonna play you a clip. So a couple hours before me and you started recording this, my buddy, who I know as Slump Truck from his Xbox name, uh, okay. Edward. Uh, we did a phone call, and he experienced Alice in Wonderland syndrome when he was a kid. So we did a phone call for him to explain it. So I'm going to play that in a second. But I do want to say, oh, yeah, I'm excited because I got this new damn mixer, and I can do shit like this. Like put your singing wanna man on the damn. No, it's exciting. Did he know you were recording yes. him when you did that? I, yes, okay. I did. But when I downloaded it, so. I kind of get it figured out on what we're doing now in the time frame. So then I just downloaded something that was like, record my audio. And then it was like super shitty. But it said like, you live in a state where at least one person is. That's why I knew that it specifically said it. But then that wasn't working. So then I realized I just paid for Zoom again so we could do this. So then we just Zoomed it. But so we met a few years ago on Xbox. And then like two years ago when I was in the Air Force, I was in Salt Lake City where he lived at the time. And we met up and we got burgers, beer and went bowling. And then, like, yeah, the three Bs. And then, like, three, he lives in uh, Baltimore now. And he came down and stayed with me for a weekend. And we just smoked weed, played Xbox, and went golfing for, like, the entire weekend. But The grown-up version. It was the best sleepover. And then I even put, he brought his Xbox. It was the best sleepover? <laughs> Is that what I said? No, Second our sleepover best. was the best sleepover, obviously. That well, was doing dead dad jokes and smoking joints. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah, so we did the call, and this is him. It's about 90 seconds, just a heads up. And we can still hear each other while it plays and talk and okay. whatever. But this is uh, Edward explaining Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Throughout my life, but it mostly happened when I was a kid. And it was when it happened, I remember I was sick and I had a high fever. And I had gotten up in the middle of the night, and I, I think I was walking to the kitchen or something. And I remember like sliding my hand like down like the the handrail that we had in our house, and like the end of it, it had like you know the knob. I forget what yeah. they call. And I just like a remember, banister ball or something. Yeah, exactly. And I just remember like I I don't know if I seemed small or if that the knob like the ball seemed really large but it was i mean i was definitely it was some form of hallucin like hallucination but like as like a yeah. seven like i didn't understand that so it was just like this very vivid memory i had happened like a handful of times uh like as a kid and then like i don't I don't re really remember having it as an adult until it was like influenced by drugs. Okay. <laughs> and then it happened quite a bit, but that was self-induced, self-induced yeah. Alice in Wonderland syndrome. But it was different. It was different when it was drug-induced. Like it yeah. wasn't the same. But like the like the, the 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 distorted perception, I guess it is like was similar, but just like the. Like the the feeling between the two are completely different. So that is Alice in Wonderland syndrome. It is a oh, that was a weird link I was about to read. It causes temporary episodes of distorted perception and disorientation. <clears throat> you may feel larger or smaller than you actually are. You may also find that the room you're in or the surrounding furniture seems to shift and feel further away or closer than it really is. That's terrifying. I think I've I dated never. a guy once who had that. Yeah, yeah. He thought. Yeah. <laughs> was he uh, a disc jockey? <laughs> By chance? You really do remember everything. Which is weird because I also remember nothing. It's. I, I today I asked my wife, I was like, did you ever start watching this show? She said, we watched the entire series last week together. And I was like, oh shit. I thought I was, cause I watched it alone shrinking on Apple TV, but Jason Siegel and Harrison, it's amazing. This is a fucking great show, but I watched it when she was gone and then we watched it again. But I mean, I'm fucking high when I watch all my shit. So I don't remember. Sure. Yeah. But either way, she was like, we watched it together. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's interesting. I mean, I just looked it up while he was saying that. It doesn't seem that there's any real like. It's also known as Lilliputianism if people appear smaller. I mean, it has to be something in your brain. Like that's a weird. Yeah, you're you're absolutely. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. So the so what it causes it. They say migraines, infections, seizures, certain strokes, medications, yeah. mental health, recreational drugs, inhalants, degenerative. It's not contagious. While it can happen with infections that can spread between people like the flu, these aren't the only cause. So you can, that's, I yeah. don't think I've ever heard of anyone having that. Oh, so, Maybe people who have anorexia and stuff or body dysmorphia 
maybe they experience that. You know how like they think that they look terrible. They are, you're yes. like, they're so skinny. Like and anorexia, like, never, they feel fat. Maybe that's part of it. That's so interesting. I remember an episode of a, I think it was American Dad years ago that I watched. And the episode was about the uh, Stan, the dad, just getting fat, fat, fat. The whole episode, no matter what he did, he was getting fatter and fatter. But then it cut to everybody else's perspective and he was super fucking skinny. The whole episode was in his head. He saw himself as this fat fucking person, but reality, and I know it's like a card, it's a Seth MacFarlane funny cartoon, yeah, but, but that's like still, a serious, like, that's what it yeah. is. They feel, they see the one little flab and that's the huge fat. It's like on This Is Us, that skinny bitch that was always in the the fat people's uh, uh a support group and she was super skinny and she'd always talk about how fat she was and all the real fat people were like jesus christ you fucking what? asshole but it's like I mean, but but to her she is that fat you know what i mean or you know like when i used to be in weight watchers i remember there were people who would be like she's skinny she doesn't even need to be here and you're like yeah but maybe she's already worked through that and like she needs to maintain the support. And she needs, like you don't i don't know that's so weird though has he experienced that more than once so he did so we, we talked uh for a lot longer than what that clip was but i uh, edited it down uh so he said it happened a few times as a kid and some as a teenager but never really as an adult they say it does happen more often in kids yeah so i never had anything like that i remember when i was a kid i had a super high fever and i had a black and white dream where my dream was like the old black and white old-timey cartoons where the people that's how they looked. And I remember that. Ah. So that's some, I'm sure that's some sort of fever hallucination at some level. So uh, interesting. But some of the My other. are wild. Oh, yeah, for sure. Some of the other uh, things that come with the syndrome, uh, migraine, as we said, size distortion. My, uh, uh -huh. Micropsia is a sensation that your body or objects Mycropsia? around. Micropsia? Micropsia? M-I-C-R-O-P-S-A-I-A. Oh. Now I learned something new. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably not uh, enunciating that correctly, but uh, it's a sensation that your body or objects around you are growing larger. Both are common experiences. Uh, perceptual distortion. Things seem closer. Some side view mirror shit. So things seem closer than they really are further away. Uh, loss of limb control and coordination. When muscles feel as if they're acting involuntarily, little muscle spasms. In other words, you may feel as though you're not controlling your limbs. Likewise, the altered sense of reality can affect how you move or walk. I don't feel like I've ever heard a description of things from what you're saying or what I'm reading that is less helpful. It, it's like so when talking, it happens unpredictably and for reasons that experts still don't fully yeah. understand. Because of that, it's impossible to prevent it. Yeah. And Many of the conditions that cause it aren't preventable and there are limited or no ways to reduce your chances. <laughs> Fortunately, it's also rare. And when it does happen, it's usually temporary. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. You're like, there's, there's no help at all. It says one study found that 33% of people who experienced uh, Alice in Wonderland syndrome, syndrome had infections. Cool. Okay. Yeah, what's that got to do with 33%? So it's better chances that infections don't fucking cause it. Don't happen. Yeah. Uh, so strange. Uh, but yeah. Tell me if you ever experienced that. I'd love to know. Like, I'd love to know how long it lasts. Yeah, so I did ask him that, actually. Uh, maybe I should have played the whole interview. But the, uh, I asked him uh, if it was, did it happen for days at a time? But it was... When it happened, it was for a few minutes at a time, but it would happen 
like when he was sick. So it was like common for when he was sick, but it wasn't, it was just a few minutes of that day where it would be. It seems to me like that's one of those fever dream type of situations. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, thanks for teaching me something, KKK. Yeah, you're welcome, JK. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent name. That's all I had I wanted to discuss. I'm just, I'm just really happy we got a chance to, to talk and, and bullshit. I'll do this anytime. Here's the thing. I don't really like podcasts because it's usually with people you don't know or give a shit about. But it's like, I yeah. just felt like, oh, I get to hang out with Corey for like an hour. Great. Man, Let's that's cool. And that's one of uh, my buddy, some of my friends who listened when I first released it were like, man, it was just like bullshit with you. Cause I did the first two episodes by myself, no guest. And it was straight up. I did a sleep demons episode where I talked about sleep demons and then gas prices. And then that was weird because it's like, you're fucking talking by yourself for an hour. Like that was the scariest part was not knowing who you are. Cause you're true. You're, you can't talk for this long and yourself not come out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, can do it for right. an interview or two, but you can't do that forever. Sure. You'd be a, like a full sociopath. If you could talk for an hour. Yeah. And, and then like just hide. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. talk about something serious. Like, Oh my God, my real, that shit was, it was really weird for me. Cause it was like, Oh, because when you're in the Air Force for 20 years, it's like shit I wasn't thinking about. You know what I mean? And then it was like once I right. started thinking about it, it's like, oh. This must be such a world for you. Like to have been yeah. in the Air Force for so many years and so restricted on a lot of different levels, you know, some of the reasons made perfect sense and some of them yeah. didn't make sense to you or maybe wouldn't make sense to anybody. But the restrictions you went through being, you know, in the Air Force and everything, it you must, you're like a kid, just like experience. It must be like... Almost like you were a person who could walk, but with the aid yeah. of crutches, like your whole I, life. I, like you could walk, but you had crutches, but now you don't need the crutches. I, so I've just, yes, because this is the realization that I had. I'm 38 years old and I have never in my entire life been able to just to choose where I lived. Yeah. In my whole life. I could choose off of lists yeah. and I could hope to get them. And I did sure. get a couple of my first choices, but you're still choosing off a fucking list. Cause I joined yeah. when I was 17. So I was never an adult as a civilian. And then now that I'm 38, I'm my wife's in the air force. You know what I mean? So it's still like, yeah. Does she have a timeline where she thinks she might want to retire? Yeah. Uh, a few years. I think it's like yes. three and a half, four years. Yeah. But I mean, so it's just what, like a, that happens. What do you think? If you had your first pick today, let's say today there was some magic that went on in the military and they let her retire early with all the full everything, everything. And she was there, whatever. And the kids weren't an issue. They're not your kids, And they can't be an issue because they're going to move on with their lives. They're going to move. They're going to get jobs. They're going to go to college. Yeah. They're, already they're not yeah. going to be a huge factor in that decision. Yeah. So let's say you can move anywhere today. Yeah. They said, pack it up. You got to go Monday morning. Where would you go? So I always thought it would be back to Phoenix. I always thought, I always thought I was going to end up back there because that's where I started comedy and all that. But now that I think about it, uh, cause I have thought about it. I think I would go to a bunch of cities that I want to be in and just stay for a month at a time and just work the, just work the scene and just meet people and really get a feel for it and then choose that's where I would live, but my top choices right now would be Phoenix, Austin. Uh, I mean, 
LA is probably always on the list, but I don't necessarily know if I want to like move out there for like long term. I don't think, but I'm I mean, not a fan. I've been here yeah. for two years and I'm still wishing I could go back to Phoenix. Yeah, I think Phoenix or Austin would be my two choices. Like New York would be cool just to go live that fucking life for a little bit. But I don't my think body, you're a New Yorker. no, I'm not for one at all. But no. also, my body's so fucked up, and then in the winters, it's like my back and shoulders and shit. You know what I mean? Like that, I have to I think about winters remember. and joint pain and fucking yeah, fucking took a pain pill at your you're fucking so house responsible you're like well the joint pain in the winter <laughs> i'm 38 by the way i'm 30 fucking eight and i have to think about my joint you're pain the, in the you're at the tail end of being too old for me yeah we got time we got time yeah we got time we got time uh, but I, yeah, Austin or Phoenix so would be the two the two choices. Yeah, I, I have I Phoenix so much. I miss yeah. it. I go back I go every back year. There, it's hard for me every time. Yeah. Every I, time I go back, I'm like driving past. I go back to the old things. house all the time. Yeah, yeah. I really I really loved it. Cause so, and then the way I started in Phoenix, it was like I was signed up for an open mic before I left England for Phoenix. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Like to make sure I did it, and then. I started in Yeah, because you had to wait four months to get into the comedy spot for that open mic on Sunday night. Because I signed up and had to wait like three months because they were booked. Yeah, that was exactly what it was. And then did that. And then I was there at that club for like three years. But then we had the falling out. So then I left and had to start over. I was doing comedy for three years. And the first bar show I ever did was your bar show at the Mexican restaurant. And I didn't know, I thought, cause I was like a bait, it was like a B club or whatever, but it was still a good club, good room. Like the comics were cool and all that shit. But I thought I was the best goddamn comic in the world. I was like a club comic after like six weeks, you know what I mean? Of open mics and shit, but it's all bringer shows oh, before you well, knew what a bringer show was. Yeah. He wanted people to feel like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's cyclical. Cause once they leave, you got the new kids coming right. in and you can run it and nobody affects your shit. Yeah. I don't even know where he is anymore, where he's. Yeah, living man, or whatever i see him on tv yeah, shows i see him on tv shows I'm, every once in a while i'm grateful for the comedy spot it got me started in comedy yeah i saw your video from the comedy spot that's how for, we met for yeah <laughs> for Jill, what, yeah on stand up live wednesday nights i think i was like he's in he's in i don't need to see it yeah. it's on mute it's just muted <laughs> like, no, idea, no idea what the jokes are <laughs> I hope this guy's good. I've never seen him. Why is he on your show? <laughs> he's Don't worry about it. Yeah, he hasn't hit that. He hasn't aged out yet. He's wow. in the, he's in the bottom of the age tier group now. No, that's so funny. I uh, what time is it there? It's seven thirty for me. What time Ten, is it for you? Ten thirty. Holy shit! Yeah, East Coast. East Coast. Mm. My daughter's back in New York. She left yesterday. She was here oh, for Easter. Yeah. That was. Fun. I saw your kids. Your son was home too, right? I know. You That's always both. exciting. Yeah. Allison comes home as much as possible. Allison is very much, she needs to see me. She needs to see my parents. She's like. Yeah. Well, she still lived there when I visited, stand right? Stan of my parents. You said stay. You said stay out of your parents? Stan of my parents, oh. yeah. <laughs> when I stayed, or was she, she might have been visiting. When I stayed with you, she, she was. was visit, no, she was living here still. Okay. You oh, she hadn't gone ago. to New York yet. She started school in New York in August. Yeah. So she liked you. That's good. Um, She's she still uh, seeing that kid that I met that looked like my son, yes, which was Jonah, weird. She and Jonah are still together. Nice. Good for them. They're cute. Yes. And Carson, my son, is graduating on Father's Day. 
graduating from College. Cal Poly Slow because he's a smarty. Hell yeah, good for and, him. Congratulations. Um, this motherfucker is making almost $100,000 at this job he has lined up. 22 years old. Hell yeah, that's how you good. I'm like, I'm giving you my Christmas list this year. <laughs> yeah. Good for it's him. Good. That's awesome. Yeah. The company he interned with last summer really liked him. They said, when you graduate next year, we have a job for you. That's, man, that's those internships. They fucking pay out. I mean, not that I've experienced in it, but. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you're good, good and they like you. That's what, yeah. like, people don't get, they don't understand. I learned that in the Air Force, especially in comedy. This is real, especially in comedy. When you're doing that internship or you're meeting people and you're networking, people remember you and how you were and how professional you were. How many, I mean, how many comics have you recommended for shows, right? From just from other comics and that, but if that person yep. was a fucking asshole or if they didn't do yeah. their shit, like everything I told people when I, well, kind of recently here in Virginia, when I started producing shows again, like I've been watching y'all since we met when I, like, if I'm thinking about now, I'm not in a weird way, but if I'm a show producer, which I am, you know what I mean? I pay yeah. attention to how comics react yeah. to when the headliner comes in, the host, how they act when people leave the room, like professionalism. And I don't book more than three comics on any show because I don't want to deal with that shit. Three professional sure. comedians, we're good. <laughs> professionals, and then you can have one guest set if someone yeah. great wants to drop in. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah. yeah, because I had a show. I'm going to keep it vague. I had a show, and I booked someone on it who's a really good comic, really good comic, who I really like. And I felt like they took advantage in the green room. They were like, ordering all this food and like, and i was like like it was very really? off-putting yeah to me. i don't like that i did and i a, was like i don't think i'll be booking that person again i did with uh one of my buddies he does shows in like breweries around virginia uh laugh meisters sets it all up but uh yeah it's his, it's his company what were oh the green room yeah so we did a brewery show and a lot of brewery shows are like free beer for the comics right it's brewery shows we just have it okay. here and I told, this was before I quit drinking. I was drinking, drinking. And I told him, I said, tell them to charge me because I'm going to drink like 10 or 12 beers tonight. Because we were staying the night. They got us a room. It's walking distance to all the bars. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm drinking all fucking night. And he was like, no, it's free. And then I went to the manager and I said, look, man. And I told him, I am not trying to take advantage. I don't want John to look bad. Please charge me for these beers. And he said no. And there was one beer that they, they could, that they had to charge us. So I bought one of those so I could throw like a big ass tip on it. But I was like, I don't want it to look bad for y'all. Cause I, I was There's like, I'm a layer. fucking, I just did my bit on fucking alcoholism, dude. Like I'm still Another doing that. Another layer. <laughs> what? That is? That's a layer? That's a layer of That's you. just being nice. That's so or professional. You went above and beyond to yeah. make sure these people knew that is but not something enough most people wouldn't do yeah but not enough people even reach the a little bit considerate you know what i mean so no, I, i'm a balanced don't. person i feel you gotta most people balance. are like here you're like my hands out of the picture for anyone who can't see <laughs> <laughs> i'm using my good arm yeah that's the, yeah. the perfect example, the perfect comp, comp yeah. almost said compromise. Exactly. Well, when are you going to come back out and visit again? Uh, I want to do soon. So I'm supposed to go to Dallas in May. Uh, my, my buddies. So when I was in Korea, I started producing a show, a comedy show in Daegu, South Korea, or Tegu, depending, um, that joined the stand-up soul circuit. So, but now we're kind of scattered throughout the world, all the people that were like involved with that. <clears throat> and then... 
a couple of them are in Dallas, so I'm going to go to Dallas. We're talking about trying to do a stand-up soul reunion tour in America where we just go to each other's cities and book these shows. Fun. Yeah. So we this is the like the first part of us coordinating it. So I'm going to go to Dallas with two of those guys. And we're going to see how that goes. I have uh two rooms, one in Virginia, one in North Carolina. Um and then we got a couple in Seattle, a couple in Canada, and then we're going to, I mean, this is like, this would take a few years to get to all the places and everything, but this is like the beginning part. But then I want to drive over to Austin and uh, check that out. Check yeah. out that whole scene. But we we had a Arizona comic from Tucson moved to Austin. Uh, Ali Musa. Did you know him? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so I he's there. Ali. And then we just had a comic from Virginia. Michael Ridley moved to Austin and he's like do, doing very well out there. Yeah. Uh, he got a, I want to say a PA job on Kill Tony and then got on the roast battle at Joe Rogan's new comedy club, Comedy Mothership. Cool. So, and he's only been out there a yeah. few months. So it's cool when you see the people fucking yeah. get out there and do it. And it'd be cool to see them. I love seeing, oh, what we were talking about earlier, small world stuff. Which comics do you know? Like, that's all shit I like doing. Just oh my God, me. I love it. And then, I love it. Yeah. I love seeing something. I mean, like, oh my God. Yeah. My friend was looking through podcasts. She's like, what are the top rated podcasts? And one of like in the top like 10. She's like Caitlin Palufa. I was like, oh my God, yes, she opened for me. And really? No business opening for me. I mean, she was so good, even like starting her career. Yeah. She's just like a great comic from New York. She's so funny. Oh, yeah. Just very fast and a lot of crowd what? work. And like she talks and like she's just so good. I was like, oh shit, yeah. What was her name? Caitlin with a C. So it's C A I T L I N. And her last name is Palufo. Okay. P E L E. UFFO and she's just very funny. Good. She's right, I'll, been I'll on, um she's been on I think she was on either Fallon or Colbert, one of the two. She was on one of the late night shows. Okay. She she's very funny. Like she's yeah, like yeah. I forget what she says, I'm softball skinny. Like that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. she's just very self-deprecating and a really cool girl. I'll so, check her out. Yeah, cool. Like, That's good. I'm a fan. But, she's the one to watch. So hopefully I'll be out there sometime soon. Are you ever coming to East Coast? Do you come East Coast, or are you just fucking? No. I mean, I'm on ships so much. Oh yeah, there yeah. are some ships that go out of Virginia. Maybe I should request one of those. Okay, to fly come on me down. But I'm going out of New York next week, and I'm going to um, it's like it's New York to Bermuda, five days at sea, then to Portugal. And then I was supposed to get on a different ship and go through Spain. And I was very excited. And then I was told that I was fired. Oh, sh oh my God. <laughs> from Norwegian cruise lines. <laughs> <laughs> I was fired from Norwegian you... cruise lines. Um, uh, long story short, when was back this? in December, oh, okay. I got on a ship and we were told that we were going to be moved from guest to crew. So now we don't have guest cabins anymore. We're in crew cabins, which are not very nice usually. And this ship was just, the staffing on the ship was just, like the regular people that I work with, the crew, like the bartenders, they were very nice. But like the officers and shit, they were just yeah. kind of shitty. Really? Like if your name tag, like we, they made us wear name tags, which we never had to do before, but now our crew. If it was like crooked, like they would say something. I was wearing flip-flops to go up to the pool. They had something to say. I'm like, I'm going to the pool. Like what am I supposed to wear, a boot? They wouldn't let us make reservations at restaurants, which is one of the perks that we have. Like. They were just like oh, on our ass first. the whole time. And I was like, 
fuck them. I was so mad. And we had to do a sh- and my cabin smelled disgusting. Jeez. And one day we wanted to get off at the Panama Canal to see it. And they were like, oh, you have to have a shore pass. We're like, okay, well, where do we get it? They're like, you had to ask for that yesterday. We're like, well, nobody That's some military us. shit. They were just shitty. And I was like, fuck them. I'm quitting. I'm never working Norwegian again. I make more money on Carnival anyway. I was like in my <laughs> feels. And one night we did a show for the crew. And it was like the magician and the juggler. And I went up and emceed it. And I just fucking talked a rash of shit about Norwegian. <laughs> to the point where I was like, I'm begging them to fire me. I'm begging them. Well, <laughs> turns out they, they listened. <laughs> right. That's, that's the one, that's the one pro letting... about Norwegian is they listen to their yeah. employees. <laughs> turns out they, they have ears in all the wrong places. They are still letting me do the first part of the sailing. And I was like, why are they even letting me do that part of it? Like, why aren't I just fired all together? And my agent said, the ship that I'm going to be going on is a comedy club ship. They have levity comedy clubs on like six of the ships. Oh, shit. And the girl who books that really likes me and was going to bat for me. And she was like, she's got great reviews. The crowds really love her. Like, and the As lady who books should. the other ships, who's like the boss, was like, great. Then you can have her for that sailing. She's going to be flying back. I'm flying back from Lisbon. I mean, I would have been flying back from Barcelona anyway, but at least I would have had six days exploring Spain in different yeah. ports. Now I have five days at sea, and then I got to fly home like 27 hours. <laughs> uh, but whatever. Yeah, that's I part of carnival, it. It's all part of the journey. People talk shit about carnival. They are so much more fun for comedians. The shows are shorter. They're only a half an hour. The other oh. ships are like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Half an hour show makes all the difference. The crowds are fun. They're loose. They're younger. They're ready for it. They're just down, like, to have a good time. Um, yeah, we have crew cabins, but, like, we knew that going in, where when Norwegians switched us over, it felt like we were being punished. Kinda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I make more money on Carnival because when they ask us to do extra shows, they actually pay us for them. Oh, good for you. So, That's a good setup. Yeah. Yeah, it is a good setup. And I'm actually booked through uh, the end of March next year. Fuck, that's such a good feeling as a comedian as to just long know as I you mind have the. Yeah, as long as you're not like carnival, more like circus. I'm begging them to fire me. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually friends with the booker. She's great. And they really just, I, in my experience anyway, really give a shit about their crew like even their i mean they may get paid a little less i think on some of the smaller ships or something than some of the bigger ships on the other like more expensive lines yeah but they're treated like human beings and they have things where they'll have like a raffle where people put in like five bucks you can buy a ticket and they raffle off like you know different things like a new iphone or a pair of you know just whatever just fun fun they they are called the fun ships for a reason (laughs) Good names. So I'm a big fan. I love Carnival. I also still work Holland, but those ships have a lot of old people. So the crowds are a little, um, they're less into me. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Because I, I'm pretty filthy. I did do uh, a couple of years ago, it was like a retirement area in Ocala, Florida, where my in laws lived. And not, I was still in, and I think I had not been performing a lot. 
when I got that show, and I was—I think I did like Xbox Joker, uh, just, just a quick bit, nothing like long. But the host, and like obviously nobody laughed because they're all fucking eighty. But the dude yeah. was like, "Bro, did you just do an Xbox joke?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, my bad, man." <laughs> like it was like the set was That's fine. Insane. It was just that one thing where you don't—it doesn't click when. Like if I lived in Florida, I would be used to oh, one out of every twelve shows is going to be all old people. But when it's right. something I've never thought about, you know what I mean? It's just like oh yeah. shit. Oh, but I did do it. I did have a bit about the draft, so I had that on deck. So that was oh, good time. Yeah, the draft like football or military? No, military. Fifties and (laughs) sixties. Or how cold it was in the room. Go a lot of ways with that. Uh, yeah, we're at an hour and thirty-six minutes. Is our time here together done? I think it is. You're gonna cut out a bunch of that shit, but yeah, but that was a lot of fun, and I hope to do it again. Anytime, I would love to do it. Yeah, next time I come out, we'll do a live one. Sunny. Oh, Sunny just lays cute as fuck at all times. He is. A lot of times he'll bark at me when I'm on a podcast, and that's never good. Yeah, he's been quiet. Not really, but. Yeah, he's been just chilling back there quiet. Yeah, he's in a good mood. I'm going to give him some of his new food. He's got some little fresh pet, and I'm going to take him for a little walk, and then I'm going to go run, get something to eat. Yeah, get you I that. Know, I get on. I get on a ship tomorrow. So. Oh shit! Yeah. How long are you out on I'm that ship? I'm ready to go. How long are you going to be gone for that? It's actually nice. I go out of Long Beach, so I don't have to fly anywhere. Oh, good. And it's just Long Beach. The next day will be at sea. The next day is Ensenada, and Monday home. Oh back hell to Long yeah, Beach. that's good. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. I don't have to fly anywhere, but it's kind of prepping me. For next week, Tuesday, I fly to New York, and then I'll be there for, like, I get there, like, 8 o'clock at night, and then I have, like, two nights in New York where I'll stay with my daughter, and then the 20th, I get on a ship, that one that I wasn't fired from. (laughs) Yeah. It's longer, so I'm going to need a bigger suitcase, which means I'm going to need someone to help me, because this ship, it's just, you know, three and a half days, so I, I only need a small suitcase, but because my shoulder... I'm going to have to have someone help me and I have to have a bigger suitcase. So it's like a little bit of, you know, figuring it out, but I'll be fine. Yeah. You got that shit. (laughs) I just want to thank you again for joining us. It was great. It was great to talk and bullshit. Yeah. Cause we see each other almost every year, but we don't really talk in person throughout. Cause I mean, the fuck has yeah. time for that to do well, that. Well, if you don't but, want to do a podcast and you just want to call him bullshit. Yeah. I don't even have a podcast. Just, this is all fake. I just just oh, so we could have this conversation. This my Alice in Wonderland syndrome? <laughs> yeah. Full circle. All right. Thank you, Jill. Bye. I love you. So good to talk to you. You too. Have a lovely hey, evening. Be good. Are you typing? I can't hear you. Okay. No. Can you hear me now? Hi. Can you now? You should. I'm unmuted. It just did. You can hear me, right? You can still hear me. Yeah. Hello. It worked fine. So it's registering your sound here. Oh. There you go. Say something.